Hello, and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your biz and mindset coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to up-level your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. So last night was pretty crazy because after our twin storm session, which is, by the way, what we call our brainstorm <laughs> sessions, we twin storm, I, uh, I left you a voice note where I was talking about how our trademark process is going along smoothly. Uh, if you all didn't know already, we are trademarking Spiraling Higher. Yeah. Very exciting. And I was in this voice note telling you about how that was being trademarked and how we would need to probably eventually reincorporate under that name once it's trademarked. Mm -hmm. And then I caught myself as I was listening to my own voice and I thought, holy fucking shit. I cannot believe I'm saying these things. It's been only a year since we pretty much started this podcast. Like, how does that make you feel? Honestly, it's... I mean, even one month in, three months in, six months in, I feel like we both keep on reflecting like how long it feels, but how quick it feels. And we really just are in this vortex of no time, I feel, when it comes to this creation. I think you and I have both shared that this has been the most easeful thing I've ever done. Yeah, but in a lot of ways, it's the biggest thing we've ever done. It totally is. It's the biggest thing I've ever done. It's the most effort, energy, and passion I've ever put into anything, but it just feels the easiest because it feels like my highest calling. And so when we started, we really had the intention of number one, being honest and truthful with each other and connecting yeah. in conversation yeah. with each other. And then the next layer was, will these conversations, if they're so helpful to us, will they resonate with other people? Will other mm-hmm. people see themselves mm-hmm. in our stories? Will they relate? Um, how can we also be a voice for Asian, American, uh, Canadian women? And it just kind of kept rolling from there. And so I had like I said, last night I had that moment where I just paused because I think, you know, we're so busy manifesting and creating and expanding, but we don't think about how the moment you are living right now is what you dreamed of last year, two years ago. And I thought about our one year ago self and then even our two years ago selves, two years ago selves would be like, what? What are you talking about? This wasn't even on the radar. Complete disbelief. But then the one year ago selves, I think would believe that we were still doing this, but would be like, oh my God, like you've already trademarked the name and like incorporated yourselves and like, holy crap, like you guys are really doing it. But it did feel like such a natural unfolding. Like we didn't force it to this place. I was just going to say, I feel like this is the most unattached either of us have ever been with anything that we want so bad. And it's so important to both of us. And usually anything that's important to you is what you are most attached to. What you try to control. Of course, because you want it so bad. But I think in this case, we were so unattached because as long as I'm doing something with you, like everything else is a bonus. So the gift, yeah, yeah, the gift has been the journey because when we sit down to record these episodes or we have our twin storms, We're literally just like two little kids with an easel. I swear. It's like, we're just (laughs) like, let's make a plan. Like, let's play. And the results, whenever we find out that we've had a new review or I think recently I saw the number of five-star ratings and I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Because we don't check. So when we do see it every once in a while, it it is kind of surprising and a little bit of a delight to see. But that's not why we're doing it. Exactly. And I feel like so many people start with – you know, using whatever it is that they're using as a means to an end rather than seeing it, seeing the manifestation as the journey itself. Because yeah, yeah. those results, those those beautiful numbers, right, measurements, they, they just represent how much love we've been putting into this. Mm. And also I feel too, Gina, I have to mention, we've, we've done a lot of work. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> like this it's funny. This past year has mm. been... I mean, I feel like we've been doing 10 practicums in one. Like literally it's the rock and roller coaster. It's the rock and roller coaster, but like (laughs) if you didn't like roller coasters, like it's like, I feel like we're on it and we can't get off because we've committed to a greater, bigger mission. And that mission requires us to unlayer so many, you know, doubt, so much guilt. It's really just burning away all of the illusions. 
all of the illusions, all of the self-protective mechanisms. Like, and you know, over the last year, not even just last year, like let's say two to five years, I swear to God, we've spent over half a million dollars in personal and spiritual development. Easily. Literally. Like yeah. it's scary. It's like it's kind of like how I think about how much money I've spent at my local coffee shop. I'm like, how much money have I spent here? But yeah. then I start thinking about how much money I've spent just in general on myself. But to be honest, there's no better investment than you absolutely into yourself because yeah. you are your greatest asset. And so there's no regrets there. And I think about how because we made so many of those commitments, like that's why we're here. Because there are a lot of people, whether they be clients or not, who ask me and you sort of how we got here mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they want some sort of one size fits all answer that they or can like implement. a checklist yeah they want to like implement the checklist today they're like how do i get to like a top one percent podcast like in one year how do i like make multiple six figures and i'm like it well number one it all starts with you um yeah. and you have to begin to see yourself as someone who can number one become aware and create change but also that you're the person who's going to literally rewrite the instructions and the story within your own mind to create that physical reality. Like everything will start within your own mind. And so if you don't ever invest within your mind and your heart and your body, how can you see a different result? And I think that was the paradigm shift I experienced probably two years ago where I realized if I want anything outside of me to change, like it's going to be me. Like mm, I'm gonna have to change. It's gonna like, be I'm, me. Sorry. It's gonna be me <laughs> because, to. like, I I literally am the projector that is basically projecting the screen of reality. Like, if mm. I want to change the movie, I've got to change what's inside the projector. Like, I have to you, change. Yeah, the you got to change the film. Yeah, yeah, I got to change the that. film. Yeah. And so, like, the film is me. The thoughts are my film. And so I didn't understand that before because I was so I was so scarce when it came to money. My whole thing, and I know you have been too, Gina, we can go into that, but mm-hmm. my thing with money, the way I was raised as an immigrant child was basically just save as much as possible. Mm. And any sort of dip I ever saw in my reserves, whatever my savings was, just felt like, uh, it just felt like a gut punch. Like, oh my God, I lost that money. Like now I have to work super hard doing something I hate to get it back. And so I constantly felt like I had to spend the most like meager amount possible. Like I remember just being, I remember telling you when I met you how I would spend hours in the pharmacy trying to find like the cheapest stuff. And you were like, <laughs> you actually didn't have that problem though. You were oh, like, just my, buy- that's never my problem. I'm like, well, just pick the one that you want the most. That's the one that I get. And I, I actually tend to go towards the ones that are more expensive. I'm like, this one looks better because it's pricier. Which is hilarious because you you had a money scarcity problem too. It just wasn't expressed in that arena. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I remember the first time you told me like you would like upgrade it to like a premium subscription for an app. And I just thought, oh my God, I would never do that. Like, it was for Insight Timer actually. <laughs> the medication I think it was app. like 80 80 bucks for the annual. It was $70 for the year at the time. And, and you I were thought using that was free crazy. One. I thought that was crazy. But I use it every day. Every day. You saw the value. And so to me, I'm like, that's, you know, less than, I don't even know, that's like 25 cents a day. It's nothing. When the grand scheme of what it's bringing you, but what it's bringing you, you would be willing to just not be able to scrub or not be able to like go back and forth on the audios or not be able to play certain ones. Like I think on Spotify, I sent you. (laughs) No, like I literally just upgraded to Spotify premium last week. Because I remember I make a lot of money. I I just upgraded last week. I was listening to ads and (laughs) capping out at five skips. Literally, I someone was in my car and was trying to like go to a song, and I like maximized my skip count for the hour. And they were like, "Why the fuck do you not have premium?" No, I remember sending (laughs) a song. Um, It was on a Beyonce album. I was like, "Oh my god, this song reminds me of you and I." Like, listen to Mm. it. Think about me (laughs) when you're listening, and. You didn't respond. So I followed up and I was like, hey, have you heard it? You're like, oh, I couldn't listen to it because I couldn't skip to that song on the album. And I was like, <laughs> what? What do you You're mean? Like, what do you mean? Why don't just you have premium to it? I was I was so perplexed. You're like, oh, it's just not worth it. I'm like, how can it not be worth it? Yeah. And then oh, for a so while, funny. for a while, like many years ago, I had Apple Music because there was like the student $4.99 pricing. And so it's so funny. Like I would I would pay for that because I'm like, okay, it's like a little bit cheaper, which is so hilarious because now I don't see money that way. Before yeah, it was like I had to yeah. save as much money as possible for me to feel safe. Now I understand that I am literally the person that creates value and my I am my own infinite bank. If you yeah. want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 25. 
was it 25? 25, yeah. Yeah, the Abundance Abundance of Money episode. episode. We go deep into the money wounds and all that. But Oh, and we also have the Abundance Workshop replay. Oh, we should link that. Yeah, we should link that. that. We'll link that. But um, I started to see money in a completely different way, which is the way it should be used, right? A tool for exchange, Mm -hmm. right? It's just Mm -hmm. the legal tender that you exchange for something that you perceive to be of value, adding value to your life. When you pay for something, you are solving some sort of problem, right? Like mm. even buying shampoo is solving the problem of your oily hair or buying cleaning solution is solving your problem of dirty countertops or whatever. Mm. And so it was just amazing to me that for so long, I never saw the value in something like Apple or Spotify premium when that's giving me the value of vibration, like music and yeah. and enjoyment. It's just so crazy because I was trying to squirrel away money for so long. And so for both me and you, changing and switching that paradigm and understanding that investments and things that I value, especially myself, if I'm going to be the creator of everything that I experience, I have to get over this this wound of, oh my God, that's so much money. Instead yeah. of seeing it as like, this is being exchanged for something that will literally transform me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think coaching for both of us has been an investment that at least for me, I've been investing in coaching for, for really long, just because I've been in business for so long. And I think coaching has been such a catalyst for my transformation because there's these blind spots that you just can't see. And you can't really talk your way out of it with a coach. You know, it's like, you can't really have to be on your way out. You have to be, because they, they can see it. They can see it. They are like the spotter when you're working the mirror, right. And they're really the bird's eye view because you're in the trenches of whatever you're going through. And so I think once I had my first coaching experience and the transformation that ensued after that's when I pay money for a coaching program, I think, I don't even know what the most expensive one I did is probably. Well, I remember, I remember because when we were in real estate, you invested in Jess and was that 30,000? Yeah, it was a probably, it was 25K, I think US, which is like $400 million in Canadian dollars. (laughs) (laughs) But But I, you were actually one of my expanders initially, right? Mm. And you've been obviously an expander for me in so many ways and vice versa. But I remember when you made that investment, I was like, Eek. Like I, I felt the the cinching of my own waist. It wasn't even my money, but yeah. I was like, or whatever. It's all our money collectively. But when you made that investment, I just thought, wow, she must really believe in herself because that was my problem before I started investing in myself. Was this basically this belief that, but if I spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on myself, like what if I don't get it back? Like yeah. what if I don't get the results? But I had to stop thinking like that and instead start thinking like, but if I don't spend the money, I for sure won't get the results. Well, that's always my question is what's the cost of not doing it, right? Like what is that cost? The cost of not doing it. The cost of not spending is actually so much more energetically expensive. And I'm just somebody that would rather learn from someone that will not necessarily expedite things, but I I, I just want to absorb like a sponge from these people who have done it before. And so I think I've told you many times, I'm always going to be in some sort of course program. I'm just it's oh there's always interesting things that I want to learn from other people and like I said it always is so expansive and I think in every single program every single coach they they kind of pick up different things about you and they kind of reflect things back to you in a certain way that or maybe it might be the same lesson but just worded really different and so every coach has you know kind of their purpose or their place in my life and I think what's been so beautiful actually between you and I is that because we've both invested in so many we also we like are benefiting from each other. Yes. And that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like you taking a program or you investing in something doesn't just help you. Mm-hmm. Right? It, well, really it helps, helps me and my clients, yeah. you, my partner, my family. You Everybody around so you. many people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy thinking about it because I really don't know who I would be or where I would be right now if I hadn't believed that investing in myself was important and valuable because mm. I think we hear the word investment too. And I don't think we understand what that word means. Like think about if you literally invest in the stock market, you are putting money in there in the hopes and expectation that it will literally multiply. Right. And so the same is true for investments in yourself, right? I offer someone $30,000 to give me this information and to witness me and observe me and help me and guide me. Like you said, they're not in the trenches with me. It's kind of like I'm in the maze and they're above the maze. Well, they have no story. Right. Exactly. They have no attachment to what the yes. fuck I'm like worried about. So they can just see through my block so much more clearly and then guide me there. But once I started understanding that me investing in this knowledge or guidance 
and then alchemizing it and integrating it, that now makes me capable of making two times, three times, four times, yes. five times more than my investment. Like literally I am yeah. investing to grow my net worth. And before it was so hard because I thought like, but like I'm going to lose the money. Like it, and, it, and even for us still, like when we pay and I often pay in full because I'm like, well, I got to just stop by paying in full. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I remember you paid in full and I was like, holy shit. So I started paying in full and it's just – it there's a hit to your bank account. You see the numbers drop significantly. Let's say it's a $20,000 investment. That's not nothing, right? But I had to start seeing that as like, okay, like in six months time, 12 months time, like I will have generated two times, three times, four times, but not even just that, like this information and guidance like lives with me from now on. Like it becomes a part of my being Yeah. and who I would have become or not become without that is just unfathomable. Like mm -hmm. I really, I needed to start seeing investments in myself as, like gateways to literally higher versions of me. Mm -hmm. An expansion like portal. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, you said something earlier too about how like you could have learned it on your own. And I say that to my clients too. Like you can learn everything on your own. It's just how long are you willing to let that take, right? Yes. Because and how long think, are you going yeah. to, to me, okay, this is maybe not the best example because I know people are not really into epidurals, but to me, it's kind of like you could, <laughs> you could have a baby with no medication. You could. But for me personally, I was like, I would like an epidural, right? It's kind of just like, what vehicle would you want to do? You could walk to Disneyland from Canada. You could. It's yeah. possible. Or you could but you fly. can also fly. fly. Yes, you can fly yeah. for a bit of an investment. And like, how do you want the journey to feel? And yes. I think the biggest thing with yeah, investment- and who and who do you want to be around on the journey too? Ooh, it's that's so lonely. It's so lonely doing it on your own. And you know what? Investing in myself too was a really big piece of humble pie because I'm like a know-it-all. So for a really <laughs> long totally time, <laughs> I'm like, I know everything. Like I don't need someone to teach me. So for the longest time, I didn't want to invest because I was like, I'm smart. Like I can figure that out. Right. I don't need to pay yeah. someone. And that yeah. is true. I will say you can learn everything on YouTube and figure it out. But how much energy and time are you willing to invest in that when you can just expedite that entire process. And also I feel like the pr people that you choose to learn from, it's like, they're like an enriched soil. Right. And I feel like I yes. learned this from Tony Robbins, like two decades ago, where he just taught that you invest in the people that you essentially want to like be like, right. Want to embody who you want to embody and, and, and learning their path and the mistakes that they've made and their journey. And to be able to learn that, I mean, think about our parents, right? I mean, most of us can learn some lessons from our parents, hopefully, um, because of what they've gone through. And I think that that speaks so, um, it just speaks so much to why the investment in coaching for me has never been really a thought. I, I I do remember when I first started in in one of my businesses, I had a friend that invested a thousand dollars a month, and that sounded crazy to me. I was like, "That's like someone's rent." I think that's what we do a lot. We we're like thirty grand. That's like someone's salary. That's a core. That's a core. Yeah. Like a <laughs> like a thousand dollars is X, and we start to kind of compare things to like what else you could buy with that. Um, but it's 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 really like you said looking at the transformation that you're going to get, who are you going to become and, and how are you going to feel on that journey? And I think this goes back to one of our favorite Kyle C's quotes, which is that you can only measure, like your brain can only measure what you're going to lose, which is the money, right. but your brain can't measure what you're going to gain or who you're going to become. And I think once you yeah. start investing in yourself in these kind of programs, you'll start to see that the transformation is worth way more than any amount of dollars. Like, uh, to me, yeah. however much I've spent, you know, the 250000 or however much we've each spent, that's like pennies compared I know, like, to I'm like, the, I would have spent it again. Uh, Ten yeah. times over just because mm -hmm. of what we're – the version of who we are now, you know, the nervous system regulation I have now, the way that I love myself, all of the layers of self-doubt and self-hate that I've been able to kind of shake off and actually live in my truth, that is – worth so much more than money ever will be. Yeah, that's a really good point. We said this in the episode 25 too, but sometimes what you get in exchange is not necessarily money, right? Yeah. And money can always be created by and through you. If you want to watch the abundance workshop, you'll learn that. But I also realized too, that by investing in, sometimes it was one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes it was group masterminds and with other people, but also the relationships I formed with both coaches and my my mastermind sisters is like a, is what I call them. I could not put a price on that. Mm. It's kind of like, honestly, it feels like okay. I'm from the south. I went to an SEC school, so sororities and fraternities are a really big thing there. <laughs> and people always joke that it's like, oh, like you're paying for your friends. But like, I know people who graduated from those fraternities are like 
I literally cannot imagine my life experience without having become friends with these people. Like, mm. like, yeah, you did pay to be part of an organization, but that organization usually has a lot of positive benefits and usually some sort of charity driven goal. I didn't even behind. know you had to pay to be part of a sorority. Yeah. What well, do you know? I was in a sorority for one semester. I did know that, but I didn't know you had to like pay to get in. I thought yeah, you girl, just had Alpha to be, like, Chi Omega. <laughs> Alpha Chi Omega for one semester. Um, I don't remember how much it was. It's relatively reasonable, but maybe it's gone up by now. But we we were um, our particular sorority was all about domestic violence uh, oh, awareness. Wow. Mm. So a lot of our like charity fundraisers and things like that were about domestic abuse and things like that. So there was a positive spin to it, but I still know people and love and respect the people that I met. And so it was, it was the experience I needed at the time. I didn't stick with it, but mm -hmm. it kind of feels like that. Like I know people who are still, it's crazy. Like I've been seeing a lot of those people get married on my feed mm. and I'm not like super close with them anymore, but I see all of the sorority sisters in their like <laughs> maid of honor like bachelorette right. parties and i'm like damn like you guys stayed close that's awesome because i also transferred schools so it kind of makes sense but i thought that that investment right was so much more than oh like just being a part of something for four years like it completely informed their entire life and social circle yeah and and i mean even if yeah. you are like quote unquote paying for your friends who cares if they end up being <laughs> great friends like honestly who cares? i mean that's how i feel about my mastermind sisters like i like i still talk with all of them frequently and i think like wow i literally paid to become friends with y'all but like i'm so happy like because well, I, I i, I, I wouldn't have met them otherwise <laughs> well that's the whole thing i mean even how you and i met i mean it was such a weird way that we met but i'm so glad that you got into real estate at the time that you did. It's actually kind of funny to me. I was thinking about it the other day that if I knew you now, like, I mean, obviously I know you now, but if you had told me now that you were going to get into real estate, I would have been like, what? Why? <laughs> it was actually quite a confusing career change for you, but I met you in real estate. So I didn't know how, mm. I don't know, weird it was for you. But I was going to say that with our retreat that we had in Arizona, like I talked to every single person that came to that on a regular oh, yeah. basis. And regular basis. Regular yeah. basis. And the level of connection that you have in that space where you know everyone's coming unlayered. Everyone's coming yeah. as just there as they are. Remember, we kept saying to everyone coming in the door, like, come as you are. Come, come as, you, as are. you are. And some some people were going through a really hard time. Actually, myself and actually both of us were actually going through quite a bit um, yeah. during that time. And even you, um, as like the the host of it you got to come out and say like, hey, like I'm struggling too. And that was one of the most healing things for everyone to hear that, oh my gosh, like even she's going through things. And the, the talks around the fire, um, that end of the retreat activity we did where we had to like write little notes and letters to each other, all of those moments were so rich, just so enriched. Yeah. I don't know, like nutrient dense for our soul. I know. I remember just eating too, like all the meals that mm, we had. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I felt like I was eating the food was like high vibe too. We had a beautiful like vegan chef who she made these amazing. gorgeous dishes. She was amazing and she was she was so sweet. But um, I felt like when I was even eating, like I was eating so much more than the food. Like yeah. just the, the vibration and the the aura and the energy of all of us being together was my whole body just felt like I was buzzing. And so, yeah, it's been really our highest intention to continue to create and bridge these connections because they've been so valuable to us. And truly, I really do not think that Gina and I could have gotten here without having each other. There's like no way. healing. I there was a time before Gina and sort of right after we met where a lot of my healing was happening behind closed doors. Like mm -hmm. I was feeling a lot of shame for the things that I was sort of like recognizing and becoming aware of your patterns is like a brutal fucking time. It's like, mm -hmm. When you identify with the pattern, you can't see yourself in the pattern. It's kind of easy to keep perpetuating the pattern. Yeah. But then as you begin to see yourself, it's like, it's kind of gross. You're like, like, why am I like that? And you start to kind of judge yourself and like shame yourself. And then I think a lot of people get stuck in that mode of healing where they keep hiding that part. Or trying and like, to fix it. Like there's yeah. something wrong with me and I want to get rid of it. And so therefore, I don't want to show other people. So exactly. you isolate yourself. So I had like this very isolated healing journey initially, which was kind of composed of me like constantly devouring content, like spiritual texts and like my own rituals or whatever. But I wasn't in communion with anyone. No one was witnessing me. No one was seeing me and hearing me. It was just like me and me. And honestly, yeah. it was just a lot of me fighting my own ego at the time too. Like it wasn't really a letting go and a surrender and a healing. It was just yeah. like me judging all my patterns. And so I couldn't actually 
move out of that paradigm until someone began to witness my patterns lovingly. And that was Gina. Mm -hmm. And I think for you and I both the past four years, like it's just been exponential because every time I undergo some sort of old trigger pattern habit, I know that I can bring it to you. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I know that I can bring it and you will just hold it and yeah. you will not judge it. You will not try to wipe it away. You will not try to fix it. You get to be the loving mirror and witness that I'm learning how to be for myself. And mm. so it's almost like I mm -hmm. needed to witness you, witness me yeah. to know how to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think the other thing too, just to kind of add on to that, when I come to you with something that I feel like is so shameful, I feel like now we're like, hey, I'm going through this. Yeah, this is what we've I'm gotten thinking. past that We're layer. so past that part. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe when you first meet your partner and you're kind of like getting a change like in front of them. <laughs> that too. You're like, you but like, when you, you kind of do like a, you kind of do one of those uh, smiles that are like, eek. Yeah. You're like, Ooh, did you see that? Did you hear that? Shoot. <laughs> totally. And then eventually you're just like, I don't freaking care. Right. But I think with you and I, like I, in the beginning would share something with you that felt so, so heavy and so dark, a part of me that I just would never show anybody because I would never want them to change the way they think about me, which is really how I think about myself. Yeah, uh, you know, shadow. I was so scared and so fearful and so embarrassed and so ashamed. But then I would come to you and share something with you that was what I thought for sure, you're going to like not want to be my friend any anymore. You're going to just think I'm like the worst person. You would just see me. You didn't see anything else. You just saw me. And you could identify that's just a part. I mean, I remember one of the conversations we had and you were just crying so hard and you were like... In the car? No, you, we were, we were oh. both in the car. We were on the phone. Um, but you kept saying like, I'm such a bad person. Like, I'm so bad. And then I think I said, you're not a bad person. You're a healing person. Mm. And I think for both of us, we're able to kind of reflect these truths back to each other because we are the mirror, but we're not like the distorted mirror that you're seeing. It's like, we're like the truth mirror. Like this is actually what is being seen by spirit, yeah. by God, by me. And it's like, it's almost like we have like our higher self built into each other. And I think a yeah. lot of my coaches have that same quality, right? When I come to them, 100%. they're seeing me in my light, not seeing me in my darkness. And right. so they're able to kind of pull me back into the light and, and reflect back what they're seeing. And that has been, I mean, obviously between you and I, it's been so, so helpful and so transformational because also when witnessing you see yourself in your darkness, I'm like, oh, that's what I do. Right. Mm. And I think that's what's so beautiful about both these retreats and about even my coaching cohort that I'm doing right now with my, my business peeps and even in your, you know, um, massive manifestation thing, it's like, everybody together is seeing each other's wounds and there's just yeah. something so supportive and healing in that because you just know you're not alone and you also know i think especially after that episode with andrea that you guys probably listened to last week so much of this just makes sense mm -hmm. like you don't feel like there's anything wrong with you as much and so i feel like that's been a huge part of my my ability to let go of a lot of these layers yeah, I mean, the community and the friendship has been so key for us because if you don't ever witness yourself and other people's patterns in a safe container, you just think that no one else is going through it. Honestly, I, I laugh at how many times in my life I have felt so alone in what I'm going through because you really, really never are. But also people just hide. And that's what I was doing too. Like I would literally – I rem you remember – Anytime I was like really going through like a spiral, like I just like don't answer the phone. You just disappear. Or it's like very short text. I would still be in touch with you, but you But I made it impossible. Like yes. I was like shutting you out completely. And I think about how many people do that too in like romantic relationships. Like they're yeah. avoidant. Like they don't want to, you know, ruin yeah. this perception of like yeah. themselves that's like, oh, like I'm a happy-go-lucky girl or whatever. But then like you have this like, you know, shame, shadow, wound coming up and you're not willing to look at that and face that. And so you – if you don't own it, it owns you. And mm. so then I was like constantly in this, like, it just felt like I was oscillating constantly. Like I'd be like, okay, like I'm good. I'm happy. And I'm hanging out now and I'm creating awesome. And then I would just go back into these holes. And so I never really created a lot of forward momentum in that phase of my life until I met you and started also building out my spiritual community. Like mm. now I can, now I actually see the growth and the movement forward. Whereas before I just kept 
pendulum swinging back and forth. Yeah. And I think that's the same too with people's money story, um, people's career. They're, it kind of feels like that too. It's like this pendulum swing. It's like, I have money and now I have none. I, yeah. I have, yeah, I, I have career success milestones and now I'm like sinking back into burnout. It's like you're constantly just swinging back and forth and you're not really seeing any traction being made. Yeah. And to your point about feeling alone um, when we're going through these things, I mean, think about that. It's kind of like you're playing hide and seek, but you're the only one playing. <laughs> so you're just hiding. And if you're playing yeah, hide and go no seek, no one finds like, you. <laughs> no one's finding you. They can't see you. So you literally are creating the alone feeling yourself. Oh, we do it to ourselves unconsciously. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, reaching out and, and finding the community, whether that's our community or a different one, whatever coach, whatever support you need, whether it's a therapist, whatever it is, it's like really just being that advocate for yourself to find whatever path is going to be able to bring some level of safety that you feel like you can share and show so that you can show your own nervous system, your own body, your own heart, that it is safe to feel whatever you feel. It is okay to be wherever you are. You know, we say that all the time, like, you know, it, whatever you're feeling is okay. Or like, it's safe to be you. Like that's all really nice words to hear, but until, until you believe experience it. that, like you can't believe it until you experience it. I think, right. Like Ooh, I think yeah, I, I couldn't know yeah. what it would feel like to be, like really love you can believe it but I don't I think it's different right. it's kind of like believing in love but until you're in love it's right like, right you don't really know right what it right. feels like it's kind of like yeah I can believe that you know being a mom might be a great experience but until I actually do it it's just like you can't it's just something that you have to actually feel in your body for it to actually integrate I think yeah it kind of reminds me of when I worked with Mel and I, I still talk with her really good friends now but love like her. she was someone that I just witnessed so closely just live her dream life and be a millionaire at the same time. I was like, wow. By you being really... herself. Like 100% yes, just yes. literally being herself. Yeah, she's been a huge expander for me too. I feel like literally just through osmosis, like yeah. just being beside her, like I'm being like influenced just the way you are with your parents. Like yeah. you're just you're just osmosising like all the stuff that they are believing about themselves and all their actions. And so by being in containers around her and like so many other people that I've worked with, I just – through osmosis, like literal proximity, but also, you know, intentional action, I'm able to create very similar results that are unique to myself. And so, mm. yeah, all of that to say, um, Gina and I have been for the past few months, basically really diving deep together to figure out how can we help people take the work that we've done further yeah. and accelerate the process for them. Because I think that when something is so impactful for you and changes your life, your natural MO is that you want to teach it to other people. And that's yeah. why we became coaches, right? I had never felt more transformed in my life than when I was a coach. And it kind of reminds me of how, you know, when people get really into fitness, all of a sudden they're like, well, now I want to help people get into fitness. It's like whatever the thing is that transforms your life, generally speaking, you will go back and help your past self. Yeah. And so that's what led us to become coaches. And obviously our podcast, our free community, and the containers that we have created for people's transformations. But then we wanted to combined forces. Yes. And already, if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm assuming you love both of us and our, <laughs> dyna our dynamic. So we've been thinking for the past several months, okay, what has been the most helpful to us? Mm. And how can we create our own unique way of distilling these practices, creating these connections, essentially all the intentions we've mentioned here today um, for other people in our community? Hey listeners, quickly interrupting this episode to say that if you're loving this conscious conversation, we're inviting you to join the dialogue with us inside of our free Spiraling Higher community. It's our favorite place on earth and it's where you can meet like-minded souls on their healing journey and discuss what you're spiraling through with your conscious besties. It's where we continue this conversation long after the episode ends because as we all know, healing is an upward spiral. So join the conversation, share with us your insights, questions, and breakthroughs. We're here for it all. You can join by creating a free account by clicking the link at the top of the show notes. Can't wait to see you in there. Mm, yeah. And I think for us, it's really creating 
creating something that we genuinely would have needed and wanted, would have right? Wanted. And that's that's why we created the podcast because this is the podcast that we really needed or honestly, even right now, we need all the time. We listen to our episodes all the time and, and learn so much. And so, you know, I also think of this as like what I would want to show and teach my daughter, right? It's like, mm. it's all of these deep truths that we want everyone to know because so much of our suffering comes from these illusions and these lies that we're living by, but they're not true. And it's again, not enough to just know it, right? We can read all the books under the sun, but as Abraham Hicks always says, words don't teach, experience does. And so we wanted to create the experience for you to learn and embody and integrate all of these knowings. Um, and especially with the combination force of both of us, because I truly think that in most of the programs, I mean, all of the programs I've ever taken, there's only ever one coach. And I think what's so beautiful about you and I, I mean, if you want to go and listen to our astrology episode with Ocean, <laughs> she so beautifully explains even our episode charts. Five and how perfectly synced they are and the different missions that we want to carry out and things that we want to teach. And I think it all just combines into this fully comprehensive full meal package <laughs> of really everything that you're going to need to become your true self and really live in that truth instead of staying attached to these layers of self-doubt, lack of self-worth, fear, anxiety. You know, I think for me, probably the thickest layer my biggest wound is the self-worth wound, right? Which is then yeah. coupled with the fear that I'm not good enough. And that really has driven all of my, all of my actions. Yeah. But not anymore. I know. And I love how you said we wanted to create the experience because it really will be an experience and we, we are going to get into the details, but we just want to give you guys context too. I think that what Gina and I have been witnessing is that all of us have patterns, right? Yeah. And we have patterns that are formed out of fear, out of shame, out of guilt, low self-worth, insecurity, you know, doubt I mentioned. And these patterns are not enough to just know with your mind. I yeah. think a lot of us know like, yeah, I'm like that. But what's the difference between knowing and becoming aware of a pattern, actually breaking and changing a pattern? Mm. And a lot mm -hmm. of that's going to come through accountability, witnessing, vulnerability, right? Being able to actually admit that like, yeah, like for you, like I yell at my kid, whatever yeah. it is, right? <laughs> How can we be vulnerable and accepting and compassionate about that in community um, so that we can actually begin to heal and move forward? And so this amazing experience that we have created is actually going to be called the unlayered self. And I was trying to say it at the same time. I, didn't, I didn't know you out. are. <laughs> and it's a, it's a six month coaching mastermind for cycle breakers. Yes. And so who we are trying to attract into this container, this experience for six months are people who are wanting to break the cycle because these cycles have been inherited from your mom, your grandmother, so on and so forth, right? There's been yeah. 4,000 people you know, ancestors before you that have created and called upon you to break this cycle. And if you don't become aware and t bear the torch to break this cycle, it will just get passed on to your kids, not even your kids if you don't have kids, but you know, the people around you that you influence because you are connected to the all you have an influence on the people in your community, mm -hmm. um, especially if you have kids, but just by changing yourself, you change the power and the energy of the collective. And so when we were thinking about this, we were thinking about women who specifically, but not limited to, but have sort of like immigrant child trauma, right? Yeah. Your parents were in deep scarcity when they immigrated or when they were trying to make their way in the world. So there was fear. a lot of, a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity of resources, a lot of competition based narrative, right? Comparing you to other kids, like constantly trying to really create this literal doll of you, right? Create this mask, this persona, and then you then learned who you needed to be in order to make them happy. And mm -hmm. it's sad to me that a lot of current adults are still living with that persona and that mask on. Yeah, I think parents and just often, even if you're not an immigrant, right? Parents, I think, do invest so much into their children, right? Like we, mm -hmm. we work for them, we, we take care of them and we do all of these things. And then a lot of parents unknowingly pass on this feeling of like, I need to do this justice, right? I need to kind yeah. of like not pay them back, but almost because of their deep sacrifice, I need to somehow match that and, and make that right. worth it, make it worth the sacrifices that they've made. And so we have literally become worthy. Yes. Yes. And we have to carry this burden around with us. And no wonder we all feel like this. And to go back to the whole generational pattern thing, 
you know, I used to believe that generational trauma was more of like a woo-woo kind of like spiritual thing. No, that there's what, science. There's so much science behind it. So there's a book called It Didn't Start With You that I'm obsessed with. And in the very beginning, they talk about how like I was in my mom's womb when she was in her mom's Your womb. grandma. Yeah. And so like I was, my DNA was inside of my grandma. So whatever she was experiencing and obviously you know, uh, generations before that, but even just in that example, it makes so much sense why I embody so much of the fears that I'm sure my mom and my grandmother had, even though they were raised in Korea, I've never even been to Korea, you know? So for me to understand how my grandma has anything to do with what I'm going through right now, didn't make sense because I'm so far removed from being Korean in a Korean culture. Right. But think about our grandmothers too. They were literally living through the war. Yes. My dad like, was two or three when the war ended. Yeah. And of course, it just seems like with all the signs that there is, of course that affects you, but we don't really think that way in the Western world. No. We we don't give credit to that. No. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, to understand that and to know that, okay, this goes so much deeper than just even my own life experiences. There's something about that that is really empowering to know. And I think I do feel kind of like you use that word torchbearer. It does feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I obviously have a bit of an extra motivation because of my daughter, but even if I didn't have her, I do want to be the one to stop that cycle. I do want to be the yeah. one to stop that pattern. I want to be the one to experience life without the weight of all of these layers that don't actually need to be here. I want to be the one that gets to experience life being fully authentically expressed and letting that be okay. I want to be the first one to love myself unconditionally separate from whatever anybody else thinks of me. I want to live my life from my heart leading with love instead of leading with fear. And if I'm the first one to do that, like let that be me. Like I'm ready to take on that challenge. And I think you and I both experienced the fruits of these, this labor or this shadow work that we've had to do. Um, but it really couldn't have come on our own, which is why we wanted to create this experience for all of you to do this alongside with us. And we're really wanted to give you everything that we've learned, every single experience. And we want to just really put it into this um, experience for you um, so that you don't have to outsource all of this on your own. Exactly. And now I want to actually share some of the definitions or more like markers of being a true cycle breaker, because Mm -hmm. if this sounds like you, you were listening to the right podcast, (laughs) but also I think that you would really feel super aligned with, with our experience, our mastermind. And so, okay, if you are a true cycle breaker, you are probably the first or only person in your family to ever try therapy. Yep. So that's true for us. Yeah. Um, you were often described as the black sheep of your family. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, that was definitely me. Your very own authentic expression and true desires have been perceived as threats against the sacrifices they made for you, right? If you wanted to become an artist of some sort, it's like, oh my God, we sacrificed so much for you. How could you do this to us, right? It's like there's a lot of personalization against as a threat for you just living your own life. And so now you have to take care of all of your parents and like siblings, like emotional sort of reactions to this, even though this is who you really want to be and become. So to stay close to your family, you often have to remain in an old toxic pattern. Choosing new ways and boundaries have made you appear different, which I think is the price worth paying to heal old traumas. You have a vastly different value system than the one your parents passed down to you. You chose a job or career path or multiple jobs that felt like safety rather than freedom or passion, but you are finally questioning why you are living your one life that we know of for the approval of others when it hasn't even brought you true peace or happiness. That's my thing. It's like, if all of this had made you happy, fine. Sure. But it doesn't. Right. It's like, sure. It's like, okay, do, do a job that you don't like and live a like limited expressive life if you're happy, but you're not. That was, that was my thing for me and you. Yeah. Yeah. That this, whatever I thought was working, right. Because I'll say that maybe 25% of the things that I wanted, but really that 25% was kind of 100% in my brain, right. I was like, once I get all of these things, once I check all of these boxes, once I achieve these things, yeah, I will be happy and I'll finally be able to love myself. I'll finally be able to feel free. Mm. I'll finally be able to feel like I'm good at something, whatever that was. But no matter how many times I tried that old formula, I I felt the exact same. I never yeah. felt relief. And it really wasn't until I let go of everything. I, I just 
finger by finger loosen the grip on these mm-hmm. things that I was holding so tightly to. And that is so terrifying. So scary to let go of what you thought has been working. And then you realize, oh, I guess this actually hasn't been working this whole time. I just thought it was because this is what everybody else is doing. And, you know, releasing that old paradigm, that old formula to then switch to a new one, it goes against everything in your body. Because remember, you are embodying all of the traumas from your mom and and your past lineages. So all those parts inside of you are like, you're going the wrong way. But that's what being a cycle breaker is. You're literally changing the cycle to go a different way. And when you do that, it induces so much fear, so much doubt. It kind of, it's almost like the more you try to heal the wound at first, it's like the worse it gets. The worse it gets. Yes. Because it kind of has to cleanse out all of like this, I don't know, stuff in it and and to be able to be cleaned out and to kind of start on a new page on a new page yeah so you know i'm working with phil and you're gonna work with him as well but i'm doing all these really deep somatic meditations where he's essentially explaining to me that we are we are essentially uh calibrating our bodies to be able to hold more light Mm -hmm. right like we are light beings right Mm -hmm. and when you think of light that's the highest vibration so we're calibrating our bodies to hold more light as we introduce more light the sludge is what he calls it, which is really mm. just the low vibration, the density becomes so obvious and it yes. needs to be like essentially like purged out. It's like whatever, it's like the darkness cannot be there with the light. Yeah. Just like, like a shadow, like a shadow ex- is non-existent when you shine light on it. And so this, the shadow, the density within myself, the old patterns, the old neural pathways from generations and generations before that's being cleared out. And so for a while I was feeling like, wow, I kind of feel worse after that meditation, but that's actually what is supposed to be happening. And so mm. kind of going back to your point too, about how these patterns, these old ways, they weren't working. I always say to my clients, the only true fulfilling joy in life is being your true self, the unlayered yes, self. Yes, yeah. Nothing you do from the mask and the persona and the fear will ever feel fulfilling. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like eating like the worst shitty food forever. It's like, yeah, your stomach will be full, but like you won't feel satisfied. Mm. And yeah, you'll probably get pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. And you'll get me. sick anyways. Like if you yeah. just, if you just ate fast food all the time, like your stomach would be full and you would have met the need of like hunger. Like survival. You would, yeah. Yeah. Of literally survival, literally, yeah. but you would not have felt like the nutrients. You wouldn't have felt nourished by that meal. And I think about how different I felt too. when I was just at the quote unquote commune (laughs) last week, I was eating such like rich foods, right? And I felt so nourished. And so, yeah, it's the difference between thriving and surviving when you're living from the fearful self Mm. or the free unlayered self. Yeah. And I think, you know, to speak on that out of alignment kind of feeling and how things can kind of get worse before they get better. And, you know, in my experience, every time I did try to heal a wound, it would, like I said, trigger more pain because it was something that my my fear and my ego were trying to hold on to. And fear always wants to be right, right? So fear is yes. always going to find its case to prove to you why you should listen to it. And we're so conditioned to listening to that that you just kind of keep on falling back into that. It's kind of like you've been brainwashed by this fear. And the more you try to leave, the fear is just turning up the volume on its story to keep you there, right? It's going to get louder, before it starts to be more quiet. And um, one of my clients was talking to me about feeling really messy and out of alignment. And we, we've been doing these breathwork sessions and you know, the first few, she was feeling a lot of relief. And then she started feeling a lot of like out of alignment vibes. That's the kind of language she kept using. And the analogy that came to mind to me was actually a Rubik's cube. And I was like, with a Rubik's cube, in order for you to get all the signs in alignment, like all the sides in alignment, you actually have to twist all of it around. All of it has to get mixed up before you can click it right into all of its right spots. And one side might all be yellow, but the rest of the sides are not in alignment. Then you have to kind of redo the Rubik's cube until it comes into alignment. It also reminds me of decluttering your home, right? When you're decluttering, you take everything out of the cupboards. And so it actually looks so much worse and so much messier before it gets put back into place. And so I think Mm. during that process, we need so much support. Doing this on my own, I would have just kept slipping back into my fear and my patterns because I would have believed in the illusion. I would have believed, oh, this is better, right? Think about the podcast. This is the perfect example. If it wasn't with you, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't have done it. I would have believed 100%. my reasoning for not doing it. But you, yeah. you didn't let me believe that lie, right? You having you there to witness it didn't leave any room for the lies. Like you were actually the literal light that was pushing away the darkness that was trying to creep the in. shadow. Yeah. 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 I think about that all the time, how if you or I, I think were to start this podcast alone, yeah, any sort of like mental block shadow or obstacle that came up, I don't think I would have been able to work through it because yeah. it's kind of amazing. We're, we kind of oscillate in and out of fear and freedom at opposite times. Yeah, so we we're do. able to sort of be that anchor for each other. But obviously in a coach relationship, right, the, the coach is the objective observer of your experience. So they are always in quote unquote, the light of mm -hmm. what you're experiencing. And then they can kind of, you know, help you shine light on your shadow. And oftentimes that's why after one session, what was troubling you before is not there anymore because it was an illusion. Yeah, it was a perspective. It was a perception, right? And it's been changed by hearing our perspectives, your cohort sisters perspectives, whatever. There's so much. Yeah, there's just a lot that is not able to remain lodged in fear. Yeah, when we keep shining light on it. Yeah. And um, it becomes so much more obvious when there is someone beside you living in this new truth, right? I think that's been the biggest yes. key for us is that it's very easy for us to slip back into our old patterns when we're around other people who have the same patterns. But when you're beside people who are breaking the cycles, you being the one to stay in the cycle becomes like the out of norm, right? And so that yes. has been also really helpful for me because you just, my coaches and you have never allowed me to stay in the illusion. It, and it's not like- Yeah, they're forceful. like, you signed up for this. Totally. And, <laughs> and they're, again, they keep on reflecting back that truth. And I think I can honestly say that right now, I'm really living my dream life. And I think if I didn't mm. invest in all of these things that I've learned in these coaches, the cost would have been me not living my dream, you, life. dream life. And it's not because of the things that I have. My dream life and me living this- amazing, abundant, free life has nothing to do with anything that I have. And it only has to do with how I feel. That's, that's it. And it's completely- Your relationship to yourself. Yes. The, the way, my relationship to everything, right? It's like the way that I feel mm. in relation to everything in my life, including the people, including myself. And that has been the richest experience for me because again, like I just don't, I just don't need anything. And I think developing this really deep, unconditional self-love for me that really at first felt really awkward- you know, I definitely mm -hmm. had to titrate even that experience because for so long I've been against myself to now start being with myself was a very awkward thing. I actually shared this with my group coaching class yesterday um, that my mom actually started saying, I love you to me. And it's been oh, like yeah. very weird because my mom never said that growing up ever. It was never like, I love you. Like they didn't hug us. It was, it was not like that. And I used to notice she would always say, I love you to my daughter and my niece and nephew. Like, I love you kids. And oh, then she'd be like, always, yeah. bye Gina. Easy. <laughs> bye mom. <laughs> you know? And now she'll call me. And when she hangs up, she's like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. And she started texting it to me and it almost makes me cry because it's so foreign to my body, but it's my mom. Yeah. It just feels so weird. But then you think about ourselves, like it's actually weird to say, I love you to myself, but like you're in there yeah. all the time. And I feel like that's yeah. such a sad, I, I just don't want anyone to live like that anymore. I think you and I are just it's on just, a mission mm -hmm. to like help people to see like you are lovable by you. And when you love yourself on that level, it's what Abraham Hicks said that love yourself no matter what. Nothing can shake us, you know, it still does. Yeah. But then we come back to the truth because we have that deep embodied knowing of the fact that we don't, nothing outside of us changes how we can love ourselves and nothing outside of us changes our value. Um, but it was such a journey for yes. me to get here and to actually believe it internally and not just know it, you know, cognitively in my mind, intellectually from books I've read. Yeah. I mean, the saddest thing in the world to me is literally just how much I hated myself for so much of my life. It's I'm like, what? Heartbreaking. That's It's like devastating. And that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do because I know that so, so many of the reasons why you hate yourself is due to your socialization. Yeah. Like you're taught to hate yourself. Yes. You're taught to think that you're unworthy. Like you, this is all this is not who we are. Yeah. And so my work feels like more than just like mindset coaching. It's like, no, like I'm literally helping you uncover who you actually really are. And when you know who you really are, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like you just become this limitless 
absolutely powerful creator. And that doesn't mean like you walk on water. It just means that you know, and you have this deep trust that you can create any experience. And that you and can nothing be the can one. get in the way. Yes. And yeah. something that I keep saying to you lately to my clients has been like, you save you, right? It's not the yeah. cash that saves you. It's not the opportunities. It's not the other people. It's not the things that you want to have. None of that is actually going to save you. Like you save no. you. But you have to learn how to become your own savior, right? You have to be, you kind of have to learn that and unlearn. We actually have to unlearn a lot in order to learn. Yeah, you have to un, yeah, unlearn the the part of you that's been abandoning you. Yeah, and like shaming you and creating separation within you. And I almost feel like that's the work. The what happens naturally is like love replaces everything mm, once it's yeah, cleared away. Yeah. Because I feel like I didn't need to actually work on self-love. And what's so funny is trying to work on self-love is what continues to perpetuate the self-hate. Totally. Right? It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm trying to work on this. I'm trying to work on this, yeah. which means I hate myself now. And you keep affirming it. So what we really do is we go underneath and clear everything, kind of like the backlog stuff, the sludge. And then what kind of naturally arises or mm. blossoms is the love. Yeah. Because I think for both yeah, for both me and you, whenever we had that experience of like, oh my God, like I'm so mean to myself, whenever we had that moment, the compassion's like a natural springing like yes. energy. Like it just comes forth quickly. Yeah. I was going to say, it's almost like this like overgrown garden. And if you just kind of like yeah. trim back, cut the weeds, yeah, cut the weeds, then the garden's right there. It's just underneath. You couldn't see it. Right. And, you know, I think the beautiful mm. thing about our journey is obviously, you know, Sam is a very intellectual being <laughs> and I'm like a full on mm -hmm. emotional, like marshmallow. And I think it's been so beautiful for both of us because in so many ways you've been able to put into words things that I feel. And then I think I've been able to help you feel the things that you know. And, yes, you know, it's actually yes. really interesting that we've both, um, we've both kind of gone different routes with coaching too, right. In terms of what we've courses we've taken and stuff like that. And so much of what you've been mastering is mindset and understanding and explaining things in a way that people are going to get it. And, you know, the route that I've been going on for the past year has been really diving into somatic work and feelings and emotionality yeah. and how, how we can heal from like inside in our bodies. Right. And so I think mm -hmm. what's been so cool is that we've really been these perfect mirrors for each other and really filling in the gaps because I wouldn't, holistic. it really is holistic. It's like the, like I said, the full meal deal in that essence where we're kind of covering all of the bases that really help to inspire the full being healing, you know, your entire being, yes. not just your mind, because mindset on its own can only get you so far, but same thing with somatic where it can only get you so far. Right. So it's kind of like, but yeah, holistic is probably the best way to put it. Um, and so again, we just really want to bring this to anybody who really needs it. I mean, I think we all do on some level, but I just don't know. Like, I'm just so happy that I invested in myself when I did. I'm so happy yeah. that I'm in a place now where I don't, I don't need anything. And I'll be honest, it was really scary to get to a place where wait, so what, I don't, I don't need anything. Like, then what will I do? Right. I think we have this belief that if we don't need anything outside of us, that we're just going to become potatoes and not do anything. And it's like, no, like, I think if no. anything, I'm so much more productive than I've ever been, but it's actually 100%. feels good. It's not like a productivity of like, how many things did I make? And I'm this factory that just pumps things out. It's like, no, it's intentional productivity. It's intentional yes. rest. It's me listening into my heart where I can actually I can actually feel the different vibrations of my heart over fear. Whereas before, as we always say, like all the voices in your head sound like you. So when mm -hmm. it's fear talking or even your inner mother, like maybe it's your mom's voice talking to you, it sounds like you. So then you believe it. Whereas now I instantly know what voices are coming from where and what part of me. And that has been probably the biggest, uh, I think one of the biggest uh, transformations in me that have made the most impact because I can trust which voice is saying what it's very clear yeah. to me what's an illusion and what's you know what what is truth yeah and what i've uncovered by working with like hundreds of clients just like one-on-one -on -one too is we really just want to be able to trust ourselves it's the constant should i this should i that it's it's that just conflict within ourselves that causes so much distress in our lives and stress and anxiety and we 
We just want to know that we're going to be okay. Yeah. And when you have such a deep sense of self-trust and knowing within yourself, you don't, you don't do that anymore. Like I don't, yeah. I don't ask myself whether I should do something or shouldn't yeah. do something. Everything like Gina said is an inspired action, not an obligatory action. Mm. And obligatory actions come from fear. It's like I have to or else. Yes. Right. A lot of the decisions we make are whether our, like our decision meter for making decisions is like, will I feel bad if I don't? Yeah. And that's such a horrifying, terrible way to live. And I did that for so long. Yeah. It was like waiting for punishment yeah. constantly. And it felt like, oh my God, if I don't perform or if I don't do this, then like I will be punished. But the punisher was me. Totally. And so breaking up with that part of myself and like really healing that relationship with myself has also led to healing the relationships in my world too, because what you do to yourself, you do to others, mm. whether it's conscious or unconscious. And so it really feels like the most important work we have ever done. Yeah. And we're so, so excited. So I'm going to give a few more concrete details yes. and then um, we'll kind of close out. But okay. So we start in September. September 12th is the first call and we go until March. So it's going to be for six months. And this container really is going to be like anything you or me or anyone who joins us ever experienced because we're really combining every single tool and practice that has ever helped us uncover our own unlayer itself. And like Gina said, we are taking a holistic approach. So you get two one-on-one -on -one coaching calls every single month. So one with me for mindset alignment and motivation, and then one with Gina for heart set, somatic coaching and breath work. Mm -hmm. In addition to your two one-on-one -on -one calls each month, you have two group community coaching calls. So for six months, you will be able to attend a call every single week if you have the time to hold you both accountable and at your highest. And the calls are recorded as well. So mm -hmm. I should also say at this point that this mastermind is not for everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. Depending on what your schedule is right now, how much is on your plate, this will not be the work for you. And we do have our free monthly calls inside of our community mm -hmm. that we would love for you to attend if that's where you're at right now. But this is really for the person that wants to go to the next level and has the means and the time to be able to, because yeah. this is going to ask a lot of you. Yes. Because in addition to your four calls a month, you also have two in-person retreats. So yeah, right. included in your investment, you'll be able to join us in Joshua Tree in November for two nights and then in Mexico for three nights. And so accommodation, food, activities are all covered by your investment. And we really wanted to obviously include the retreats because we've hosted one before and it was next next level healing. Yeah. It was like everything we had done online just became like super hyper speed once we were together because our energetic fields were all combining. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you can talk more about that, how transformative the retreats have been. Yeah. And just to note, the the Mexico treat will be in February, March, did we say? February. February. So they're not back to back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's something really special about taking it outside of a one hour Zoom call. I mean, the Zoom calls are so powerful too. It's just the, the potency of being together, you know, side by side. Uh, there's something really magical about that and what really arises in all of us. And I think also being fully immersed, right? Not just for an hour or two, but really for days in a row. Um, and, you know, I think during the retreat, but even just throughout the entire um, experience for the six months, I think the beautiful thing that we really want to encourage you to do is come as you are, right? Come as the messy version that's kind of falling apart before you come back together. And I think to have guides and a community around you as you fall apart and you allow yourself and permission yourself to kind of just break down so that you can pick up the pieces that do still belong and really shed the ones that don't belong. And we get to really energetically reconfigure ourselves. And then we get to start walking the walk again, alongside all of this community, yeah. right? So having that support is genuinely what, I mean, we had it for together, like you and I, and, and that's, I think, how we've mm -hmm. gotten to this point. But to be inside of a container where there's more beautiful souls going through the exact same thing together at the same time, I really don't know what could be more powerful that, than that. And also more supportive for you because going through this breaking down and really uncovering who you really are, for me personally, was one of the most, it was really terrifying because I really didn't know who I was. I think when I first started becoming aware of my patterns, I was like, but then which ones are me? Like, who am I? And what do I really want to be doing? It was actually really confusing for me to even know what I want to do with my life because I was so programmed to wanting this thing that everybody else wants, all the societal conditioning or needing to prove myself in some way. And so I think, you know, that can be extra isolating when you are literally shedding 
who you used to be. And there is this death of your old self. Yes. And that's a grieving period that, again, I couldn't have done on my own. I think I would have just crumbled back into my old self, which, again, is what your old self wants, right? It's going to fight to stay alive. These patterns don't want to die off. They want to – it's easier to stay in these patterns. And so I think yeah. having the support and the guidance as you're going through this transformation is going to make it just so much – so much, uh, I don't want to say the word easier. I mean, it is going to be easier, but also really difficult, but I think just so much more supported and it's going to accelerate your ability and your, your ability to receive love from yourself and from others. See. Yeah. Yeah. And actually these retreats are an opportunity for you to practice receiving as well, because our intention behind these retreats is like rich rest, like the yes. places that you guys are going to be staying, like you're going to be like, holy crap, I cannot believe we're staying here. You guys should just see some of the places we've been I know. To, I'm so but, excited. Um, yes. Part part of the retreats, obviously, beyond forging connections and integrating our teachings on a deeper level are to also honor our ancestors by gifting ourselves these rich experiences yeah. that they could not have dreamt for themselves. And maybe that you haven't even dreamt for yourself, so like true. places that you never imagined yourself staying and really wiring it into your brain that like this can be mine. And it is. And so, yeah, we'll uh, definitely give more details on dates for those. But the first one will be in Joshua Tree in November. The second one will be in February in Mexico. So if this journey is really calling to you, we invite you to apply and book your discovery call with us. Yeah. So we'll drop the link for the Unlayer Self Mastermind here in the show notes. And just to keep this group as intimate and transformative and potent as possible, we are only going to have less than 10 people in the group. Mm -hmm. So that with Gina and I combined, we're a maximum of about 10 to 12 people. Yeah. So if this is something that you really want to be a part of, then we definitely encourage you to apply ASAP and we'll be enrolling only until, well, we enroll until September, um, 10th, September. I think, yeah. September 10th. Yeah. So yeah, you do have a little bit of time. So if you have questions, then you can ask us inside of our community. Mm -hmm. And if you also want to DM us on Instagram, that would be great too. Mm -hmm. You're probably already following us there, but it's going to be an incredible six month journey. Um, we're going to be rewriting years of fearful programming, of course, unlayering all that self doubt and self sabotaging and connecting with our community meaningfully mm. along the way. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, if you are kind of on the fence, you're not really sure, you really have nothing to lose, apply book the discovery call. And as Sam said, this is not going to be for everyone. So, you know, the only really way to find out if this is in the highest alignment for you is to try and just see. And um, we're so excited to start having these conversations, having this dis these discovery calls. And truly, I think both of us are at a point where we're just in a life where it's like, is this real? Like, this is actually my life. And again, to be able to fall in love with who I am and what life I'm living, mm -hmm. it's like that is a gift that is truly priceless. And so we just hope that you all can also experience this gift of loving who you are and experiencing life mm. that is led by love over fear. Yeah. So join us this September to discover your unlayered self and to become the embodiment of, like Gina said, love. We are, we're so excited to meet you and take this work further. And of course, we'll continue to show up here on the pod and inside of the community. So if you haven't joined us there, we hope to see you inside mm. and we'll chat with you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and a review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. And we lovingly invite you to join our free Spiraling Higher community by clicking the link in the show notes to continue this healing dialogue and share with us how this episode impacted you. Come on in, introduce yourself, and meet your conscious besties in a safe space for healing conversations between us and other like-minded people on their healing journey. Here's to Spiraling Higher. Thank you.